Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rawls Ivy. It is Thursday. It's still hot. <laughs> I, I think it's going to stay hot. It's still hot. Let me shout out um, my friend. Uh, good morning, Harry. How are you? Good morning. Let me shout out Winter. Winter Carson is my glam captain. She has a great studio over there at the lab under the Concorp umbrella. And uh, she has a great studio, beautiful studio space over there. Anyway, she is she is over at 94.3 YBC um, talking about her business. So I'm shouting her out this morning. So feel free to leave me for a few minutes ago, hear her talk about what she does beautifully. Because um, if I if I wasn't listen if I wasn't on where I what I'm doing I'd be on listening to her because she's amazing. Um, so I just wanted to shout that out. So she's talking to I think she's on with I don't know who she's on with but maybe Juan maybe Juan Castillo. But uh, but if you got presence of mind and you listen to YBC at nine, uh, catch her. I think you'll uh, I, you won't be you won't be uh won't be disappointed it's their small business spotlight that they do over there so blush beauty and wellness uh she's over there at nine so just want you to know that <sighs> we had another good night on the porch last night we more more of an artistic crowd which was really nice you know um Juanita and shy is feeling much better it's good hey why are you in two places what is going on? What are you doing? Yeah, you can see me. Yes, yes, I see. Yes, I see me. <laughs> I can't hear you. Why are you holding me up? You have to unmute one of you, some of you. It looks weird. It looks like you're in two different places. I don't know what you're doing. And, pe- and you know, people who are watching on Facebook can see us. People who are listening on the radio can't oh, see sorry. us. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, actually, they're seeing half of our heads and half of everything. I just, you know, because I'm changing the studio around. Well, not the studio. I got a bunch of monitors I'm moving around. Okay. It's like stuff exploded in here. Yeah. So, so Harry uses this time to sort of, you know, work out all the tricks. And... <laughs> And I had to attach. That's a lot of equipment. Harry, we need a new space. Paul, we need a new space. Come on now. Look so at this. It, this is tight. It was 9.58 when I realized I had to put connect at least two of the monitors to the show with you. Oh, okay. All right. So it's you, know, you, like, get, you get in your own world. Yeah. You fall down that tech rabbit hole. But, I know. But it's, it's fun while it lasts. And then, you know, I got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> Well, you know, we want you to have fun. <laughs> God knows we want you to have fun, Harry. We had a we had a good time. We had a good time on the porch last night. You know, Ife wants to go to Lisbon for her birthday next year. And I'm I'm with that. Because my girlfriend is in Lisbon and she's about to teach a she's about to do a speaking. Not disagreeing about space. Yeah. But does anyone? Yeah, you and Stan the Man. Listen, let me tell you something about Stan the Man. As long as there's a microphone set up, he good. As long as it's set up, he don't care where it is. You could put it under the bridge. I I think it's time. I think it's time, Paul. You start. You start oh. going to hustle for some new space. 
or you know, there's a lot of space. There's a space premium out there. I know Norma won't like that, but maybe Norma might like it because it'll give her back that space and she could do something with it, put somebody in it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They use each other for credibility, you know. I know. Listen, I don't know if it's about credibility. Who has more credibility than these two? Right. Lavos and right. New Haven Independent. Yeah. So it's not a credibility issue. I suspect it's just one more thing Paul just can't put on his plate. That's all. See, uh, he's complaining about um, saving the world again, Paul. You see that? And I and I, I know he likes the busyness of a tight space. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like that gives him that, that newsroom feeling. <laughs> he's complaining about saving the world he's like well people aren't coming in only me and Stan well look I try to put the, the most quality shows together for Paul you know and when we're in here it needs to be quality just because we do a lot of remote shows doesn't mean we you know have to let the studio lose its appeal yeah I'm with you now it's time to work on the, we got substance. We got enough substance. Now it's time to work on the quality of the substance. We got substance. Now we got to, now we got to elevate from public access to big boy, big girl, big girl, big girl, airtime. You got to look like big girl airtime. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So it ain't easy being cheesy. I <laughs> I don't I don't know if Harry would I think Harry would happily leave the basement bunker. As long as he could get to it. I I suspect. As well, long as you could get space to space was spectacular? Of course. What? You know, if the space was huge spacious and spectacular and and I actually didn't have to work on a table. Oh, it's not in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm just saying. Just, you know, I just think it's time. You know, we don't we don't got we don't we don't have to move into the penthouse suite. I ain't trying to move on up like Wheezy and George. I'm not trying to do that. But I am trying to move us up a little bit. You know, because we need I don't we, know what's wrong need... with George and nothing. nothing. But you know Paul might feel like that is an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what I mean about credibility. He can say, you know, "Listen, I'm." So, you know, he likes he likes that. Look, we're 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 doing this. We're jammed up in this little space, but we're putting out good. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, we don't we don't have to we don't have to we don't have to live in poverty. <laughs> I, I've been uh, I've been trying to read this, um, stay up on this trial, because uh, you know, uh, Rachel, uh, Ray, Lieutenant Rachel is my friend, and uh, and and I'm I'm just sad about what is what is happening to what has happened to him and his wife and his children. I I just you know I just feel some kind of way about the breakdown of that family. I feel you know I've known Rachel. I've I've smoked cigars with Rachel. I've you know, he was my um, my ex husband's good friend, so I I knew them when they weren't even married, when they were just dating. 
So uh, to see it come to this, to this, it's just um, heartbreaking. I didn't know the whole trial was going to be covered. I sent the uh, first piece, the first New Heaven Independent piece uh, by Tom Breen um, to my husband, ex-husband. I sent him the first one. I didn't send him the second one, and I'm not going to send him the, the, the third one because it's just a lot. It's a lot. And I, I don't I don't understand his decision to go to trial. I I, I dare say I, I do understand the decision to go to trial. Because you know, when you are, you know, Harry, when you're one of those kinds of people where ego drives you, you'll make decisions that are not in your best interest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, Harry? When you're a guy who does this kind of stuff. You're not gonna make good. You never. You never making good decisions. Now he got. He thinks he's got something to prove to to his to former colleagues and to family and whatever. And I'm. You know, my thing is this: when you walk in truth, Harry, and you you people already know what you are, and and you got to know what you are. And the minute that you say this is what I am, the world shifts, and you can get the help that you need. But as long as you stay in that. I'll show them mode. It's it's the world. You're going to keep learning. You're going to get, these lessons are going to pound you. They're going to pound you. I mean, I, I think it's a terrible. Well, I, I mean, it's. You know, the case I'm talking about the, my, my Lieutenant friend, he was high yeah. ranking. He, you know, yeah. he beat his wife, terrorized her, pulled a gun, terrorized her in front of the kids. Locked it, locked it, took her hostage in the house. The cops had to come and deal with that. Swat the whole nine. Yeah, I remember the case. Mm -hmm. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, He's young, right? He's a young, young guy. Young. Yeah, the the thing about, you know, it's it's the chip on people's shoulder that it's always, you know, me against the world or, you know, them against me or you know so it's like but you have to be part of the the us you know <laughs> it can't always be you against the world mm-hmm. it can't because the world is bigger than you <laughs> and i think that's what people that's what you were talking about ego you know you it's, it's like you're your own sun you're your own moon you know, so it, it's it's stepping into reality, dropping that chip off off your shoulder, and realize that I need to be part of the solution. Um, if I'm not part of the solution, I am the problem. Yeah. But it's yeah. It, it's it's a lot of growing to get there, Babs. Yeah. And you know, you know when, when when you're you a certain miss- way for a while, for a pretty long time. Hitting reverse and going, you know, doing a U-turn in your life. That's a task and a half. Well, you know, unfortunately, Harry, I dare say you're going to be doing that learning in prison. Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> where you know, where a, lot, a lot of people get the lesson, I guess. Right. That, and that's what well, reality bites, right? Um, if you don't learn, uh, life will teach you. So. Yeah. You know, that's those are those are part of those are the mistakes you don't 
you want to put out that fire before it before it ever becomes that raging fire. I mean, we all, especially you know, in for me where I came from, it's like uh, trauma, drama, everything was was the norm. Yeah. So you think to yourself, hey, I can't I can't live if I'm not stressed out. <laughs> you know? So you think to yourself, I gotta stress me out, I gotta stress my wife out, I gotta stress everybody out because that's how I live. No, you don't have to live like that. No. That and that and this is this is a perfect Harry, this is a perfect case for why police departments across this country need to build in mental health check-ins on a regular basis on a regular basis because you could catch a whole lot of stuff you could catch a whole lot of stuff and it doesn't i don't i don't know where they got this it's weak to sit and talk to somebody and work out whatever is bothering you i don't know where that came from i don't know who doesn't need wise counsel kings and queens always had wise counsel around them harry always like they didn't make moves just because oh i could make moves you have to have a trusted group of people police officers need that too and not just each other they need somebody where they could go sit and talk and say this is what my job is like this is what i experienced on tuesday this is i you know i had to pull my firearm on somebody or you know what my wife is complaining that I'm working overtime, but I'm working overtime because I'm trying to help. I'm trying to buy a house or I'm trying to pay down debt. or I'm trying to make a way or do you know what I mean? Like it's those kinds of things that lead to bad decisions for people acting. I mean, it's just, I just, I just wish that they could see it that way and say, and not have it a, and not have it a IAP thing, Harry, you know, where, Oh, look, they they walk into they go they got to use the services like put the service before th- the tragedy <laughs> that's that's what be, be be preemptive that's what I I, I would suggest you know right, but I, it it can't be a you know a stigma for for the employer either right so you have to realize that your employees need assistance in in that job right right so you can't hold it against them because the pressures of the job has gotten to them no assist them in getting help you know so that's the thing that everybody is afraid to come forward because you'll see you'll be seen as not being able to perform your job you'll be seen as weak you'll be you know it's that's what we have to get rid of because Everybody needs help. I mean, you and, could think and so it the... starts at the top down, right? Yeah, so yeah. If the captain is saying, "Listen, I see therapists so and so, you know, twice a twice a month, Tuesdays and Fridays, whatever it is," and this is what it did did for me. And don't make a big deal; just normalize it. You know, the same way you say, "You know what, Harry? I'll meet you at the bar for for cigar and some bourbon." We don't got no problem with that. <laughs> and if you need to make up a code for that, make it up. Today is my my bourbon and cigar day. Okay. So everybody understands you're going to go to therapy. 
that sounds better than saying, you know what? To, I mean, to these people, it might sound better than saying, oh, I'm going to therapy. Oh, no, I'm going to go have a cigar and a bourbon. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and, and you have to open it up so that people can find, like I, I was saying yesterday, you know, a good, a good therapist is hard to find. Um. Yeah, but you got to look. Right, but you have to look. But I'm saying don't make it like a department-issued um, therapist that you have. Yeah, you must see this person. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, And then Looney Tune, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like um, I went to – look, I was forced to see <laughs> therapists when I was young. You know, violent, violent streak. Um. But then um, when I got injured for workers' comp, part of my workers' comp was to actually see a therapist, a, a pain therapist, which I thought to myself, yeah, how is a, me talking to somebody going to alleviate some of this pain? Um, but so I went through like four of them, Babs. There was this one, there was this one guy who fell asleep in the middle of my session. I mean, oh. he fell asleep on me. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, and you know what I did? Maybe, maybe that's not a good therapist. <laughs> right. You know what I did is I um I videoed him for the last 45 minutes of my session. Just watching. I stood there letting him sleep. When my hour was up, I woke him up. And then he sent me a bill for my co-payment. And I told him, I'm not paying this. He said, oh, yes, you are. And I sent him the video. And I said, oh. I'm, I'm not paying it. He said, oh, I have sleep apnea. I'm sorry. I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Go Now go get yourself some help, but I'm not coming back to you and I'm not paying the bill. Wow. That was smart, Harry. <laughs> yeah. was like he was, because it would have been your word against his word. Yeah, but you, you know, know what I mean, like. Yeah, and and poor guy, I, you could tell. I mean, he was he sounded like he was choking some of the times while he was well, sleep apnea, sleep apnea. So I'm like, I'm there going, damn. <laughs> this is why I don't like to come. And and just by that, that was the second guy I went to. Just by that experience alone, I could have just stopped. Yeah, because like you know what, it's not for me. Yeah, this is sign. This is sign. It's not for me. No, that's not the sign. And and it was, I think it was, I went one to another one, and the fourth time was the charm for me. And I found this lady that was like my grandmother. And I was like, why the hell am I talking to her? Why am I saying all this stuff? But that's what you have to find, somebody that makes you comfortable enough to talk. Yeah. Okay, if she looks like your grandma. I dare say you you probably wouldn't have said Jack if she was like J-Lo. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was just like so, she was, you know, so set. She was just like right center. And yeah. she, she was just like perfect. And, you know, when COVID came, I stopped seeing her. But, I, you know, if I ever need to go back, I'll look her up. I'm I'm not, you know, I don't look at it anymore as a weakness. I used to see it as a weakness to so go and and uh, complain <laughs> about mm. your life to somebody. <laughs> but it's not a weakness, people. 
is actually a strength to be able to accept your issues and grow. Yes. Yes. Well, I just feel bad for that brother, that, that whole family. Because everybody suffers. There's no winners in this it's thing. Always, it's always the family, right? Yeah. And they got at, little, little kids. Yeah, Harry, you, like you look at all little. of these tragedies with police officers and and you know oh they've served 20 years and stuff like that and and you say to yourself okay you know well he deserves this but the pension gets taken away from the wife also you know she the wife yeah. and kids so they, they end up suffering yeah so yes you know, that's we, a good point yeah yes so it hurts it hurts more than that dummy who who made a mistake yeah you know so but you know i mean uh, life is hard life is hard you have to find um those i mean you go you you're driving down the streets of life you have to find those little off ramps right where you could breathe and a therapist is one of those off ramps yes you have to be able to breathe sometimes when you find yourself not you know, some people grinding their teeth and life is so uh, so hard. When you find yourself like that, you have to find an outlet. And, and the outlet is not anger. I agree. You know? I agree. So here's another case that's sickening. The Greer, Rabbi Greer seeks a new sex uh-huh. abuse trial. Uh, I tell you, he got money to burn because he'll use this attorney. Harry, he had sex with these folks. He was waiting till these kids got 16. I I don't know what to, you know, sex abusers are are the worst because I think people just cannot believe that somebody would do this. So they're hard to Prosecute. Oh, a monkey, monkey pox press conference right now. Oh, who? Oh, yeah, because we got a case in the city. <sighs> you I'm know, when you live in an international city, Harry, that's what happens. Monkey pox. Oh, you know, we have a lot of, uh, yeah, diversity here. So, I mean, it happens. Yeah, no. I mean, you, it's not just going to hit the big cities. Of course, it's going to trickle over the state. Before I, before I get to monkey pox, pox yeah, I will appreciate Mike Lawler's comments on the Greer stuff. Oh. And on, on it, he says, okay, first of all, it seems that Mr. Greer is offering evidence of a different felony that gets you the same penalty. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can say, well, the kid was 16. I waited until he was 16. I, 16-year-olds can't consent to sex either. I'm just... A person is guilty of sexual assault in the second degree when such person engages in sexual intercourse with another person and the actor is 20 years of age or older and stands in a position of power, and that would be you, Rabbi Greer, um, the authority or supervisor over such other person by virtue of the actor's profession, rabbi, occupational or volunteer status, and such other person's participation in a program or activity. And I'm no attorney. I, so I, I'm just common sense. 
You know, when you when you the teacher or the boss, this is why they have these laws set up, Harry. That's why they don't want you fraternizing all this kind of stuff because you have the power over somebody to raise their pay or uh, forward their career or whatever or hold them back. And we've seen the hold back. Second, here's a quote from Mr. Greer's testimony before the Connecticut Judiciary Committee during a public hearing, Marriage Equality, on February 11, 2002. Conversely, I wish to reiterate Judaism's longstanding opposition to any same-sex relationships, a historic opposition which is shared by classical Christianity and, again, Islam. The Torah perspective on homosexual relationships is informed by biblical disapproval, a strong disapproval. Leviticus 18.22, again, that set forth in Exhibit B, where the negative injunction allows a detailed list of prohibited sexual association. It is worth pursuing, I quote, perusing, I quote, do not lie with a, with a, a male as you would uh, with a woman. Wait, wait, this wait, is wait. disgusting perversion. Because <laughs> he, he's, he's reminding the rabbi that in his own words, he said same-sex relations yeah, according I to I, his... I don't care. How about our laws? I'm just saying, he's just reminding the rabbi. You know, you got to remind a hypocrite that he's a hypocrite. Yes. Sometimes you do, Harry. Sometimes you have to, because they get in here and they just get, they just get stupid. Yeah. You know, he who uh, judges with the sword shall be judged by the sword. Right. So, and I have no mercy on these people. I, I honestly think life in prison or you know, I've moved away from the death penalty, but but these guys, oh my God! If you, if there's definitive proof that they've done this, I think we gotta get rid of these people, take yeah. them off the earth. Yeah, I have no mercy on people like that, taking advantage of the weakest amongst you. What yeah, a, and that's and that's how that works. Disgusting nature nastiness oh that's how it works taking advantage of the most vulnerable among us because people don't like to believe children they just don't and and these things go unchecked because it's easy to intimidate children i mean it just is you could tell a kid i'll kill your whole family and they'll just believe that <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Don't just yeah, believe it. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never fa- found a way around that, you know. And it's it's interesting how, yeah, kids will they have a protective nature over their siblings and their parents, so it's like. They think they're saving you. Yeah. Um, and it's so it's so sad that that these animals take advantage of of these kids. It's just disgusting. I, I hate these. Ugh. This this is one I can't stomach at all. I need to. I would love to be the executioner. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far. I don't know if I want to. I, I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't yeah. mind. 
I, I tell you, switch. a good flogging might have some value. Flipping the switch. I, I, I don't want to kill anybody, Harry, but a good flogging might have some value. You know, like they do in, you know, North South Korea, those countries where if you steal something, you gotta get, <laughs> gotta get caned. No, that's not enough. Caning is I don't not know. Enough. A good flogging, a good caning, Harry, might be enough for, to satisfy my. But I mean, you know, some people, the majority of people, don't recover from this. It's, it's just. It's just it sits on their spirit, on their souls, and it does. It, it's just mm. you. And some people, you're right. Some people you ruin their whole lives. Yeah. They they spend their whole lives trying to move through this this assault. So you know what? You in prison, Rabbi? You gonna be there? You probably gonna die there because you already old. I you know. Listen, you're not getting a new tribe. Not getting anything. You are gonna be just. In prison, bring the bring the good word to the to the to the brethren, and, and just go chill out. That's all I'm saying. So, what did we left off yesterday, Harry? It was something we wanted to pick up on from yesterday. I can't remember what it is. I don't remember what we were talking about. What were we talking about yesterday? That see, this 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 is how fast this show goes. We don't we don't remember a damn thing. <laughs> Every day is fresh. <laughs> I didn't watch the ESPY Awards last night. Steph Curry was the host. I caught I caught a little bit of little little bit of things, um, but not like nothing nothing I could talk about. The the only thing I saw is um, you know my phone sent me an alert that Seth Curry threw a dig at LeBron James. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't look to see what that dig was. I, I'll go to I'll go to the social media and see the highlights. That way I don't got to watch the whole thing. So I don't know how he did as a host or whatever. I don't know if he had any talent as a host. Well, he's, I, he, he's, he's really likable. I mean, so okay. I figure he's, he would be good at it. I don't know. I don't know if he could, as, you know, maybe, maybe as a host, he ought to just keep I mean, he, do, he does good in the subway commercials, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me want to go buy a sandwich. <laughs> No, it does not make me. No, nah, not really. I've I've yet to have that feeling. No. It's supposed to thunder today, Harry. So, did you see that um, lightning hit a Georgia military base and uh, struck ten military personnel? One died. Yeah, I. What the hell was happening? I don't don't know. they supposed to, Don't they tell you to get under cover? Does, don't not don't that apply to military personnel too? Do you usually get hit in bunches like that. <laughs> I don't know if somebody they need to check if that was a, a Russian Harry, you know, satellite. I, I don't tr- I don't question God's ability to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I don't know. I would question whether that's uh oh I know somebody sitting around saying, How can we harness lightning? <laughs> well, you know look. They're doing um, the superhero books, Harry. What you call Brennan? I forget what his first name is, um Obama CIA director. Mm-hmm. He actually testified that the military has been experimenting with how to manipulate weather for years since the 1960s. They, I, thought, I thought that was a Jewish thing. <laughs> well, you know they they have to actually put in a call to Paul. 
That's how they manipulate it. Mm. No, so I just saw it, Babs, um, what you were talking about, what we wanted to get to from yesterday. What was it? It just came up on the news here. I got a, oh, I got a television in the studio. Um, beautiful to see us over here. But anyway, um, it's the, the girls that were ignored by Rosita. Oh, yeah, the Sesame it. Place. I, that, that's not cool. They offered two apologies, you know, and they're going to keep after offering apologies, Harry, because people, people got so many videos. I'm like, I want to, you know what? You know what I want to know? Who is in these suits? <laughs> it, right. Is, is Rosita I don't want no suit? harm to come to them, but I want them to be humiliated. Is Rosita in the suit? No. <laughs> no, Rosita is just a big character. You know, and at Sesame Place, Harry, they're like all giant. No, know. yeah, um, Look, uh, I'm not going to question their motives. They look bad. Um, and they, was, the, they looked bad. They were being racist. They didn't want to. In, in those they suits, didn't want to suit hug any little black kids. Um. Yeah, I saw the video. It looks bad. I don't know how. I saw a bunch of videos of other other kids too. There are other kids. Oh, other kids. Yes, there are other kids. Are only black kids or only black black and Latino kids? Really. Mm-hmm. That is, well, you know, that, that's simple, right? You get rid of that person. Yeah. But, you get but rid that, of the but whole they, past. But they, they got to have some exposure so that, because, you know what, because a little exposure, and, and unfortunately, it won't be a little exposure. It'll be a lot of exposure. But they should be, I hope somebody in the, in the, in the dressing room took their picture and said, these, these are the mofos that was acting racist. Somebody in the dressing room showed them the backhand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how look, you gonna do that? A lot of this stuff you could solve really, really easy, but you, you're right. Um, if it's something obviously racist, you should probably post the picture. I don't, I don't yeah, like, to, like, I don't like to dox people. Let me take that back. Let me roll it back. Even though, yeah, because you know, people will go too far, Harry. They'll yeah. Just, well, you know what? Not black people, because we don't. We're not gonna. We're not gonna threaten them. Let we're me not roll it back. I don't want to be docs, even though I don't. I tell you what, they're not I'm black people. Don't do that because if it was a black person in that suit, white people would be going to their house and going with the good old boys. Black oh. people don't do that. You know what they're gonna say? They're just gonna drag them on black Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not gonna go down. Oh, they might. They might. They might launch a protest, a march in the street. That's that's how we roll. We're not driving by your house and doing no mess. We leave that to white people. You know, white people are the architects of violence. So, you know, they are. I'll say whatever you want to say. Oh, word on the street. They're ready. Let's go. Here comes yeah. Nora and Maya. God knows who they're going to bring us today. I'm... <laughs> word on the street. Word on the street. Everybody get ready for word on the street. I love it. So let's see who they let's see who they get to today. And God knows anybody standing outside in a hundred degree weather is badass. Oh, I don't even know why why they're out there. Oh no, they're inside. So I wonder where they are. Good morning, Maya and Nora. I see y'all not standing on the street. Y'all inside somewhere. Yes, we're inside Dexter's Barbershop on Dixwell Avenue. I know Dexter. Hey, Dexter. <laughs> we're here on Love Babs Love Talk with Hank with Babs. <laughs> Dexter. Hey, Dexter. Um, 
bad. So How are you? Are you? <laughs> um, so yeah, we're here today because they have, um, Dexter has allowed for uh, Yale New Haven Hospital, right? To, yeah. Actually, we should allow them to, would you like to? What do you mean they don't want to explain? Do they know this is live radio? <laughs> can you kill Dexter? Can you, can you turn that camera to Dexter? You're basically taking people's blood pressure to um, keep them aware and in the knowing of what their blood pressure is if they need to get additional services and help and whatnot. <laughs> so they thought it would be a convenient spot at the barber shops to get the community. That's a good place to get blood pressure because black men um, um, uh, have a high high uh, rate of high blood unchecked hypertension. So this is a good thing, and you know they just had that that uh the the brother who uh was a YouTube star just died from hypertension. So, um, and, and he yeah, must have he must have good AC too, right? I don't, I don't see y'all. He's got good AC because I don't see y'all sweating. <laughs> So does anybody <laughs> want to talk to us? So we're going to turn it around. Dexter, are you okay? Let me see. Are you okay to talk a little bit on radio? Okay. So we're going to turn it around to Dexter and have him about things. It's on radio. Yes. It, it's not just on radio. <laughs> Dexter is not shy. <laughs> I'm not shy at all. You know that. I know. How are you? Hi, Dexter. I don't know nice to see you. I'll so I, <laughs> our first question is usually, um, what's the word on the street? What are you up to today? What's happening? Yeah, what's, what's the word on the street? It? Yes. <laughs> it's hot. Yes. I feel like a Spike Lee in that movie. It's hot. I feel like Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about how this partnership came about um, with Yale and why you were interested and okay with them coming in? Um, well, they called me and this young lady, Miss Kathy, though. She called me and she's a good friend of mine. So she gave her sales pitch and I, I loved it. So here we are. So what has this morning looked like so far? You've been here since, what time did you get in here? I get to work at 8.30. Okay. And then Yale Health came in at 9. She came in at 10 of 9. Okay. Got it. Four customers left so far. (laughs) So, <laughs> and why when um the sales pitch was made to you what was there any one thing that stood out to you or why did you want to have help, it? Uh, help as well yeah and you know it's, it, that's a silent killer blood pressure stuff like that and i suffer from high blood pressure at times as well so mm-hmm. i figured it was a good idea protect mm-hmm. myself protect my customers did you get your blood pressure check i'm next <laughs> oh, okay. So we'll get to actually talk to you as you're getting your blood pressure taken. Oh. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit just about the barbershop, how long you've been around? and I've been in this barbershop barber? probably longer than you've been living. Yeah, but that- uh, <laughs> I've been here 26 years. Okay. I worked down the street with my uncle for 13 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, getting close to almost 40 years in this neighborhood as a barber. Three years, I'll probably retire. And then one of my sons to take it over. And I'll go full time with my photography, yeah. travel, and stuff like that. Cool. Um, any questions? Bob, do you have any questions at all about blood pressure, so- barbershops, Dexter? <laughs> I, I think barbershops are a good place for men to sort of uh, get.
get their first line of healthcare information because you're in there. They are a captured audience. So if you do this, um, Dexter, what else would you be willing to do around health for your uh, clients? Well, Babs, um, every year I do the unity in the community out at the park. That's and true. I, I invite I invite uh, all healthcare workers out there to do screening for people in the community, the neighborhood, not just my barbershop. So um, I'm always um, interested in having things in the barbershop, but I'm a community person. So the things that I do in the community are, are very important to me. So um, I've spoken to Ms. Kathy and some other people from the hospital, and they've agreed, Cornell Scott, they've all agreed to come out to the park on August 21st for Unity in the community to serve the community. So what happens if people find out they have high blood pressure today? Oh, they better contact their primary care doctor, I guess. Do you uh, mind if we ask you? You got to ask Miss Kathy that. <laughs> Do you Hi, introduce you? I'm Kathy Tucker. I'm one of the nurses and I'm working with Dr. Spatz and the American Heart Association and Dexter, you know, to try to make people aware of what their numbers are as it relates to their blood pressures. And can you tell us a little bit about, like, what happens when people, if they see that their blood pressure is high? Yeah. So um, we check their blood pressure, and if the blood pressure is high, we kind of, you know, depends on how high it is, right? right? So the number is one number um, in a barbershop, and there's a lot of, you know, factors that can influence what that number looks like today. But if this is the first time that they're hearing that they have high blood pressure, uh, we strongly encourage you to blood pressure sometimes. Depending on how high it is, um, that they can have their blood pressures checked at home. Sometimes they can be sent home with a blood pressure monitor and taught how to use it so they can check it over, you know, a few days. Um, We would like to connect them into care, meaning that if you don't have a primary care provider, we'd like to make sure that you do have one so we can connect them into care and or cardiologist. We have a program here with Dr. Spatz, and that program is um, a cardiovascular disease prevention program. So we like to really just do work around uh, you know, the, the risk factors associated with cardiovascular disease, of which hypertension is one. Mm-hmm. Um, so really uh, you know, trying to make sure that people are aware of what their numbers are, connecting them into care, providing some education so that they know what to do to try to keep their blood pressure under control or get it under control. And then uh, you know, maybe staying connected with them over time. So, so what would a normal blood pressure be? Is it still 120 over 80? Is that still a normal blood pressure? You would like to see it below 120 over 80. Yes. Oh, you want to see it below That's 120 right. over 80? You know, your numbers below 120 over 80 is what we'd like to see. Well, I was going to ask Dexter. I think y'all are breaking up, Maya and Nora. Questions first. I think Kathy gave Kathy gave most of the information about blood pressure, but I think um, from a I'm a cardiologist, and from I guess one of the things that is really um, influencing us being here are the devastating cases of. Um, the complications of hypertension that we see for a disease that is preventable. So, for example, we see a lot of young people come in with strokes and heart failure, 
um, heart attacks, kidney disease, all because of high blood pressure. And um, when we look back, we see that people sometimes were aware that they're high, that they had high blood pressure. Sometimes they weren't. And so our current healthcare system and the way that we make appointments for people doesn't really work for detecting high blood pressure. So we're out in the community. We think that we should start with the community first to um, have people measure their blood pressure, learn about what is high blood pressure, how should we go about monitoring it. We're working with the American Heart Association so that people can monitor their blood pressure at home and take those numbers to their doctor. We also have a prevention program where we are um, helping people get connected to care. And that is a comprehensive care model where people can see doctors and nurses and pharmacists and nutritionists and exercise physiologists to really address all of the factors that are contributing to hypertension. One of the patients just said, you know, what are the risk factors for having high blood pressure? Definitely as people get older, they're more inclined to develop high blood pressure, but also diet, lack of physical activity, and stress. And stress is a major factor, and especially in the Black community. When I asked this one patron, do you think she has stress? She said, I'm a Black man. So I think that says a ton about what people are experiencing and can be contributing both to their mental health and their physical health. So um, these are things that we want to tackle together as a community. And, t- and it tell seems us like what- it's a little slower this So Nora, ask them, that, ask them to explain <laughs> why it's considered a silent killer. Because I think that's the part that people, because people think, well, I know my body, I will know if I'm about to die. But blood pressure and, and, and matters of blood pressure don't always let you know until till you, till you die. <laughs> Yeah, so high blood pressure traditionally doesn't cause any symptoms, so people feel well. It's not like they have chest pain or shortness of breath. They feel well, and yet the blood pressure can be very high. And when the blood pressure is very high, your heart has to work extra hard to pump blood against blood vessels that are containing very high blood pressure. And so it's like a hose, you know, if the if the hose is very small and narrow and tight and you're trying to pump water through that hose mm-hmm. you have to pump extra hard mm-hmm. so your heart's doing a lot of extra work and then the blood vessels are exposed to this high blood pressure so they start to harden and develop plaque mm-hmm. and all of that together can lead to problems in the other organs of our body like the brain and the kidneys and the heart so you know, that's what happens with high blood pressure and it's happening in a way that's not giving us warning signs ahead of time until it's too late. So that's why it's called the silent killer because it cause, does not cause symptoms until other organ systems are uh, affected. Um, and are you launching any other initiatives like this um, in other spots around the community? Like, um, it's interesting that you can point to the barbershop as a place where you would want to have these conversations and do these kind of health checkups. Are there other places? Yeah, um, well, the barbershops for decades, there's other um, groups that have been in the barbershops around prostate cancer screening and mm-hmm. high blood pressure screening. And um, we know that barbers are a very trusted person in the community and that um, patrons are coming back in a regular manner. So their relationships are very strong in the barbershops. So that's one of the reasons why we started with barbershops. But 
we are starting small and we hope to grow this, but the other places in the community that are very um, exciting places to work with are faith-based organizations. Mm -hmm. So churches in the community, places where people are going to regularly, where they, there's a trusted leader there who can say like, this is Dr. Erica. She's, we know her. She's already been vetted. Like she's doing good work. This is Kathy. This is Nurse Kathy. We're working together. This is the American Heart Association that helps to kind of bring this relationship together. Right. Yeah. So you will be coming back here as well to do this again. Um, because I know we talked a little bit about what the follow-up will look like for people who maybe find out that they have high blood pressure today. But I think it's probably also a challenge to get people to consistently care for their health even after they find out that. Yeah news um so might you be able to come back and maybe even see some of these same clients and check in with them is there any that seems a little bit like yeah no that's that is our goal you know and obviously COVID makes that hard a hard promise to deliver on always um in this case we are coming back regularly so we hope to see new people and the same people and give that an option as an option but we're also relying on people like Dexter who is seeing his clients regularly to kind of continue mm. that messaging and promote continuation of blood pressure and to make sure that Dexter is connected with us so that it is easy when Dexter sees one of his clients come back and their blood pressure is still high, that he can reach out to Kathy okay. or to me and send us a text and say, Hey, you know, so-and-so's blood pressure yeah. is still high. And we'll say, let's, you know, let's get to work. Let's get them on an appointment immediately, get them in for, you know, care. And, that's what we're doing. We're working together with Dexter and other people in the community in a shared way to recognize high blood pressure, communicate that message and get people the care that they need. Yeah. yeah. Could you quantify the same question, but could you maybe quantify some of the initiatives that you're doing with this? Some of the partnerships that you have in the community? How many barbers do you know on the that you're working with? <laughs> I'm going to refer that question to Lynette. Because, yeah. <laughs> <they're>, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Are you okay on camera? <laughs> sure. Okay. Hi. Um, so currently we've been working with a group called the Men's Health Initiative out of Yale New Haven Health System. And we're looking to bring on somewhere between six and eight by the end of the year, but then continue to grow it, as Erica mentioned. For the last 10 to 12 years, they've been working with barbers and salons in New Haven and Bridgeport and a little in London. And so as we continue to see our proof of concept and grow our relationships, we, have, we feel pretty confident that within the next two years, we'll have a really robust program throughout New Haven and these other cities. So I think numbers-wise, we're really hoping to hit somewhere around 16 to 20 so that we have a significant presence not just in any one particular neighborhood but hitting barbers that are from Spanish-speaking populations or in other communities where there are other more language traveling populations will be in those shops or salons as well. And if it's not the barber, we may find other places that will work. Thank you. Thank you. Do you still have a question for Jackson? Thanks, Nora. I have one. Um, I just did my blood pressure twice. Um, it was 128 over 70 and then 126 over 69. Is that bad? 
Well, you want to ask the medical professional. <laughs> Let's go back. Hey, why didn't you ask the doctor when you was in here? Able to pick up a magnet and check that for yourself, but I'm going to ask. <laughs> we have one last question for either of you. I'm not sure. Harry, can you ask one more time? All right. So I just did my blood pressure twice. The first one was um, 128 over 70. And then 126 over 69. Is that bad? <laughs> Those are very good blood pressures. Ideal is less than 120 over 80. One In the 120 to 130 zone is considered mildly elevated. And um, So 128 also, is elevated? Anything over 120 is elevated. elevated. Does not qualify as high blood pressure. High blood pressure is 130, above 130 over 80. Okay. And ideal is less than 120 over 80. So it's just that middle zone of the 120 to 130 that's mildly elevated. Taking into account that you're in the middle of your day, you're at, you know, at work and all of this. So, um, you know, it may very well be the case that it's actually lower when you're home and relaxed and not, you know, in the setting of all of this. So um, I would say those are reassuring blood pressures and we should keep an eye on it. The American Heart Association would recommend that you recheck your blood pressure in three to six months. Um, the best blood pressures are the ones that you get while you take it home. Um in the comfort of your own home. So in the morning, if you're on medication, take it before you take your pills um, and at night before you go to bed. And if you did that for a week and you had 14 measurements, we'd really get a chance to see what's the range of blood pressures and figure out, you know, what's the true blood pressure. Cause naturally your blood pressure is going up and down all day long in response to physical activity, emotional stress um, and other factors. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Good seeing you, Dexter. It's a really great example of why we, why we are doing this. Because once you start to have a conversation with someone, you become interested. And then your curiosity about your own blood pressure spreads. And you'll spread that message to friends and family. So the more exposure people have in a trusted space like a barbershop or a salon or a local restaurant, the more the word will just spread naturally. So thanks for the question. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. Bye, Dexter. <laughs> back to you Bob thank you so much that was good Barbershop circle. so Harry you taking your own blood pressure or you was at the doctor and they no you wasn't at the no, I'm doctor. taking my own blood pressure um, right. are you taking it before you take your medicine no I take it throughout the day Um, it's actually been coming down I was in the 130s um, oh, shoot all right, so you know what? Take it first thing in the morning before you take your meds. And then take it however way you take it periodically throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. So I, actually, I, I think I'm doing pretty good because that uh, 70 number was in the 80s. Um, and the 128, I was in the one high 130s. Okay. Getting better with my diet. <laughs> that's what it, that's, you know, that stuff makes a real difference. You know, exercise, diet and exercise make a real difference. 
So do you want to take a little bit of a break and then come back and yeah, uh, you, you saw how I got some free medical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is Harry asking that question? Why are you asking your medical provider? And then I was like, oh, you got a blood pressure machine at home. And, and but, I don't, you know, now I don't have to go to the doctor. No, that's that's <laughs> not how you're supposed to interpret that. Oh, <laughs> see how you go off the rails? That's not how you interpret that. This just means you're monitoring. You are assisting the doctor. You're always telling me to see the doctor. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. <laughs> Unless you're willing to get off air and go over to Dexter's Barbershop and get a get a you know get your face touched up while you're there. All right, you're listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. We're going to take a quick music break, and we'll be right back. Y'all see how I have to watch Harry. Y'all see that? Thursday brings a smile. I won't be putting up with this in a little while. Me and my girls, we turned it up last week. Boys love this club, cause ladies get in free. We love to party. Dance all night, work all day. Friday's here and the week is out the way. Hit the door, just past it. 2400, we do it again. Say, I wanna dance all night. Tried to flip, didn't get tossed. Mm-hmm. Send the pearly whites, time to floss. Yeah. Got top billing, counted the cost. Everybody knows that you're a go getter. Say it with a smile as you earned your cheddar. Work real hard, and who could do better than you, Bob? You got through the week, I didn't even trip when we did speak. Yo, I'm JK, and I'm doing my thing with my big sis. I'm gonna make sure Oh! 
This is Ace Livingston, and you're listening to 103.5 FM, WNHH. Second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. That's the one and only Babs Rose Ivy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, you know what? I was at the uh, the Delta Sigma Theta um, um, event, um, free market uh, last month, I guess it was last month. And I got a free blood pressure monitor, one of these high tech ones. I've yet to take it out of the box. So I'm going to take it out of the box today. Because that just gave me more of a catalyst. I stay on top of my blood pressure. I take blood pressure medication. So I I stay on top of my blood pressure. Because I know it's a silent killer. And uh, You you know, they've never given me the blood pressure um, medication. Um, They said, because I never passed the 130s. And they said, because of my weight my blood pressure was actually normal, which is something that, you know, sounds weird now for me. But, um, yeah, so my weight, they figured, yes, that's that's my normal blood pressure. Okay. So now it's coming down, coming down. I got got a blood pressure machine at home and also um, the smartwatch does the blood pressure 
whenever I want it. Um, so you know the Apple. You know, watch. my brother has has a smart watch, and it told him his blood pressure was high, and he he actually went to the hospital, and they were like, "This is a good thing because this tells us that something was going on." Yeah, it also tells you whether your heart rate is too high. Um, mm-hmm. His your, was your oxygen level. It tells you whether mm-hmm. it's too low. So, and you know, black skin. You gotta admit you if whatever reading you get, you gotta you gotta double check because those oxygen meters yeah. don't read I mean, up on black skin well. The sad part is that these these uh, smartwatches are more accurate than these old machines they use in the hospitals. Unless in the hospital, big. Harry's. I know they have all new equipment. I don't know any old machines. Everybody's up on the on the high tech stuff. Not everybody. What hospital you been, Harry? Where they use an old? I machine? haven't been to hospital in a while. Okay, so you just I making know, that I was, up? I was, re- no, I was reading. <laughs> I was reading throughout the COVID that the oxygen machines were off. They they were. And 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 in Connecticut. Oh, I don't know about Connecticut. You know the <laughs> the national. I, I read the news, whether that's in Connecticut or not. Maybe in Connecticut, who knows? No, you just no, said it no. You just no. said it yourself. You know, it misreads people of color. They just found they, that out. So it's not because it's old. It's because it was never designed to read us like that. They, well, there you go. So now they got to just be more mindful Two, of that. 2022, and they can't read person of colors Harry, do you know how many things can't read people of color you you know how all these tests are not done on people of color all these trials all these well, things well, why can't we fix this it we we are fixing fix. it they should are fixing simple it fix. that's why people are in barbershops talking to people black people that's why they're in the barbershops so they were like listen yeah they had a team a whole team yeah they they're serious about that 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 um yeah that was pretty good pretty because you know you you figure a lot of this stuff is just uh publicity and stuff like that but you know they had a team they had a team there yeah so, so go and go and get yourself checked and like bab said get yourself uh you know haircut in the shave or something <laughs> <laughs> i just shaved last night so. i mean you need one if you need one you know you need one just go get and why you didn't get your blood pressure checked <coughs> although i think a haircut is um for some people is stressful right well well a lot of people go with it's like it's actually it's like going to your psychiatrist right the barbershop chilling there listening yeah. to gossip well not not too much now because of covid i know See, covid knocked all that so you have to have an appointment right can't can't really just run in there and sit around and wait. Yeah, you know, I was talking to somebody, I won't say who it was, but um that their business got shut down. And they said their back door was open. <laughs> that they were doing business out of their back door. Oh. Okay. I was like, oh, they well, like whatever yeah. you gotta do. I was gonna he's you know, he the person said, uh, "Yeah, he was. You know, he wasn't going to let them shut down his livelihood." Listen, I'm not going to knock nobody's hustle. Yeah, as long as he ain't hurting nobody, and and by hurting, I mean, you know, I mean, 
You have to pay your fair share of tax. I mean, you have to do your thing, but you know, these times call for different measures. So whatever. I don't know. I mean, to each his own, like you said, as long as you're not hurting anybody. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure if you get arrested, that they'll make the case for harm was done. <laughs> well, some some harm, some kind of way. Well, there's always, you know, there's always harm when it comes to rules and regulations, right? You break one, it doesn't matter if, if you're only hurting yourself. But, it's still a harm to society. The it's way. a harm somewhere. Yeah. You know, so. It's like the harm, you know, the other day, I didn't, I got lazy. I didn't want to walk a little bit. So I parked right in front of right here. <laughs> they want to walk because they moved the parking. So you got to walk. Um, So I parked right in front and, you know, they changed it. The, you, you used to be allowed to put eight hours right here in front of, the office so you could only park at two hours at a time and you got to remember to go to i've never seen it be eight hours harry so that's a new i know after five after four or five o'clock no during covid they switched it oh you could park for more than two hours oh okay and um so it it switched back and now you got to remember to go back into the machine and you know and my mind gets lost here. Yeah, I'm working. You don't have so, a um, you don't have the app? I got the app, but you gotta go and do it every two hours. So anyway, so I went down and I had a ticket. Oh even though I was t- paying that's the money. worst feeling. Yeah. So I mean Did I you paid take the ticket I got home. Did you take the ticket and then put more money in the machine? No, well, I had been paying all day, right? So even though I kept forgetting, oh I'm 15 minutes passed and I forgot to do it. So that's when they gave me the ticket and those gaps when I forgot, you know, so. One. Yeah. My contribution to New Haven. How many tickets did you get? Not just one. Oh, okay. Just one. So, so I guess they, they caught me in one of those times. I mean, there was a gap. And they will hour. catch you, Harry. They like jaws out there in those parking yeah. meters. I don't know. And you don't see him coming. I never see him. So I was like, I just look up and left and right. I was like, okay, I don't see nobody. And sure enough, they catch me. I've got four tickets I got to pay. Damn it. Yeah, because I forget. (laughs) So I went home and I paid it immediately because I would forget and then I'd have these late fees and all that stuff. Yes. And, And they will pile up. And Karen, will. You paid right. it already, right? Karen is the one of those. Two. You paid it already, right? Yeah, I already paid it. Relax. It's paid. Paid. It's paid. But yeah, so they're back at, at it. That's over here. So they're going to give you a ticket quick if you don't. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that is the downside. Yep. Now you see that when I, when I um round the block in the morning. It's like you see the guy waiting for eight. Is it eight o'clock that it starts? That the clock starts ticking? The meters. No. Right? What is it, seven or eight? That oh, they... I don't know. Is there time? Yeah, it, I think it's from eight. I don't know. But you see the guy. As soon as I, like, turn the courthouse on Wall Street, 
see the guy there. It's like he's making his way towards the car. Well, he's got a job to do, Harry. <laughs> I know. It's like I mean, you know what I mean? Like he's got a job. Like, bro, come on, man. I know, I know. Just uh, look, it's my car. Don't give this one a ticket. <laughs> I know. I feel you. I've gotten my share of tickets, and I'm like, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah, so now, I mean, they they moved the parking all the way to George Street. So Your parking? Yeah. George Street? For, for the lot where you used to park? Yeah, you know I was right there. I know, that's what I mean. George Street? Yeah. <laughs> they're not letting because they they're letting special people park across the street you know like you know where the right across the lot i used to park in well you can't tell them i only needed two days a week they no they it's special people they said um that the building owner is the one that you ha- i have to talk to the park like Jeez. So whatever, whatever. Is at my door? Who is at my goddamn? Oops, sorry. Hold. On. It's a, a gator. A gator. <laughs> so, oh, Babs' whole set just fell. So, <laughs> you're listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM. Um, yeah. So I. Jill Biden was here for some education thing yesterday. I forgot what it was. I'm not sure if the New Haven Independent covered it. I should probably check that right now. Right now, right now. So right now, in the studio, I have my monitors all over the place. I have to look all the way far left to start moving them around. It's like insane, crazy, insane, and insane, crazy. So let's see. What what do we have here on the New Haven Independent? Child Day 3, Rick Silverstein goes for broke. Uh, Then you have Greer. Oh, here it goes. On city visit, Jill Biden sees gap closing. First Lady Jill Biden came to New Haven Wednesday and saw some hope on the horizon for helping kids catch up after falling behind academically during the pandemic. Yeah, wait, well, I bet she was being hopeful like Babs, talking hopeful. <laughs> I don't think they're, they're catching up. The only way for these children to catch up is to catch up at home with their parents, honestly. Because there's extra kids these days. There's, Shortage of teachers. So, anyway. Joe Biden looks good. She looks like, she looks too young for Joe Biden. <laughs> well, who knows? Biden met some future teachers, astronauts, and architects at the newly expanded Horizon Summer Program housed at Albertus Magnus College to keep K-3 to kids learning during the academic break. Oh, okay. That's that's where they're catching up a little bit. I wonder if we're doing any tests to make sure that they're catching up. Who are you talking about? Joe Biden Joe being Biden, here in New Joe Haven? She, she looked good. Uh, she, she had she ice too, cream, too. She went to Arethusa. She looks too young for Joe. Uh, 
she's a, I, she looks more like his caretaker. Who? Stop it, Harry. Who <laughs> Joe, looks like Joe. his caretaker? She looks like me? Joe's caretaker. That's his wife. What are you talking about? Well, He's you know, he, he just looks like she, she, you know, she looks like. Oh, yeah. Trump. Melania didn't look like Melania Trump's hoe. Like... What? Ooh. <laughs> Come on now. Don't do that. I just heard Leave, leave Biden alone. <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything about Joe. He he gets lost sometimes. No, he doesn't. You know, he, well, he's he, not a liar. How about he, that? He's not a liar. Oh my god, not a liar. This, this and and it didn't today. incite an insurrection. We're not gonna get. Well, you opened the door. He I didn't did start not. an insurrection. He didn't have he didn't have people trying to kill cops in the Capitol. So or his <laughs> vice president. Really, right out of a Mc, right out of a Shakespearean play. I don't care if he gets killed. Hang him. <laughs> wow. That's that's some your guy. Stuff. That's some serious stuff. I know. Hopefully, hopefully he'll do. Hopefully they'll. Well, whatever. We'll 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 let the courts decide. But you know. No. Oh, so so, Jill was here. You know. She looked cute. I with guess these little praising, kids. praising the fact that some kids are catching up during the su- summer break. You know, since they fell behind during the pandemic. Uh, yeah. 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 So she looked good. She looked like she's uh mentally aware of where she's at. So yeah. She's good. And you know, she actually can she actually speaks English and uh Ooh. <laughs> xenophobic much, huh? So, so, no. How I how could I be xenophobic? No, I mean how could you? I don't know. I can't be xenophobic. I'm not xenophobic. That's not. <laughs> like she speaks English. And, uh, and, and the uh, education secretary was in town too, uh, Cardona. He's, he's from Connecticut. He used to be our guy, so that's good. I don't see any pictures of him though. Like, I don't yeah, he's him. he's on the New Haven Independent. Um, oh, if you scroll down. He's there. All right, cool. I'm just uh, let me see. Let me go back to the New Haven Independent. I was there, and then I I left it after I was. Talking about the rabbi. See, when oh, I'm out, when Maya you're on your co- phone, Maya it's a little, it. huh? Maya covered it. I thought uh, yeah. Tom was going to cover it. Oh, uh, what the uh, the the Joe Biden thing? I thought he was going to be the you know peppering her with questions. Mm. No, Maya went, which was really nice. Uh, and and the, she took good pictures. I'm not sure if she took them, but yeah. Yeah, good they pictures. look good. They look really good. Uh, who else? I think uh, you know Tom can't cover everything, so uh, I saw the new Eric Russell uh, commercial this morning. He looks cute. He's a good-looking kid. Not kid. He's not a kid. He's a grown man. I don't want to call him a kid. His oh, his ad look good. Breaking news: uh, Joe Biden has COVID. Does he? Yep. Well, let me grab my phone. President Biden tests positive for COVID nineteen and is experiencing very mild symptoms. White House says. So that means he got a quarantine for what five days? Five. Is it still five days? Depending, five to ten. Um, yeah, he probably caught it overseas. He, you know, he was out and about in Israel, Saudi Arabia. 
So yeah. Well, yeah. Markeisha had it. She didn't go to Saudi Arabia. I mean, I just <laughs> <laughs> Shah had it. Shah from the Arts and Ideas Festival. She just got turned loose because she had it. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's... and I, I tell you what, it gives me pause. Um, they're not sounding the alarm for this, these new variants. This new variant, the B, whatever it is. Uh, and uh, I'm a little concerned about that. And I and I know the only reason why they're not doing it is because Americans are so whiny about wearing masks and 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 going back to the way things were at the beginning of COVID. So, I, so I, my takeaway from that is they would rather just die. <laughs> you people just would. People would just rather die than adhere to life-saving protocols. Do you know what I mean? Nobody wants to quarantine again. Nobody wants to wear a mask. Nobody wants to, they just don't want to. So, so these numbers are climbing, you know, just saying. Yeah, I mean, the numbers are climbing. Um... I guess, I mean, doesn't look like COVID's going anywhere. <laughs> I know, but, but our attitude about it doesn't seem to be as serious as it, you know. I don't know. There's a surge, though. The New York Times just put out a piece. You know, we're we're in the middle of a surge. So... And our numbers in Connecticut are climbing. And I and I, I feel like these the folks who who make the, the rules are just baffled at how to uh you know, because businesses can't afford to shut down again, schools can't afford to do it, and and nobody wants to do it. So I, I don't know. I think people think if we just push through <laughs> I think there's I think this like you know what I, I don't I don't think people understand what it means to live with this like what does that even mean so I don't know I, I just I'm just worried that's going to get out of hand and we're not going to be able to you know we're not going to well, be able the to the new variant is more more contagious than Omicron, the original Omicron is the, we got what variant it is now, but, um, so it is more contagious. Um, it hasn't shown to be more deadly. So I think a lot of people are just going to get it. And hopefully, you know, if you've gotten your vaccines, you could, I mean, a lot of people are getting it without, who haven't had vaccines. Um, so it's like you said, I guess some people are just chancing it, seeing you know, what it, what, how it affects them, but I guess I don't, and, know. I, also, I don't like to play not, them kind of games with my health we're not um, I don't think we're looking to shut down again are we? I mean well, 
I mean, I, I, I think you always have to have that on the horizon if you can't get this under control. Because the shutting down actually, you know, solve anything. I, I'm not sure. The- well, it, it, if you can, if you can stop the flow, and the way to stop the flow is make everybody not be interacting with each other. You know, in public spaces and private spaces. You know, if you can just isolate people a little bit, that I mean, that did work for a time. You know, so. Yeah, I, I I gotta admit it's hard for me to go back to the mask. If it's required, you know, at a location, I will put it on because I know I'm gonna be out of that store pretty quick. But <coughs> it's hard. It's hard to put that mask back on. Okay. Stressful. Not not, not hard to close the casket. Just <laughs> yeah. Probably easier. <laughs> not hard to be sick up in the hospital intubated yeah you know hopefully that doesn't <laughs> happen to me but I don't think a mask is gonna stop me from getting sick or not getting sick it's just another precaution that's like saying I don't think a condom will protect me from getting getting somebody pregnant no it, it, it won't it's not 100% no well yeah but a condom but is like 97%, is, 97 to 99%. That's a totally yeah. different thing than, you know, no, why 3 to is 8%, it? 3 to 8% with the no, mask. No, 3 to 8%. Not, yeah, they're not high numbers with these masks, especially you got to use the proper mask, like right mask. You can't touch your mask. You got to replace your mask if you, and all of this stuff. Nobody's following those procedures except in the hospitals. You know, I see people walk around with the dirtiest mask. They're not helping anybody. They have I've never dirty. seen that. Oh, absolutely. I've never seen. I especially listen. some kids. I've seen with dirty masks. I'm not. I've not seen that. Just not. I've not, not seen good. it, and I I know schools give out fresh masks every day. People walk around with the mask on their chin. You you there's dirty. You better go get a mask every time you touch them. I know I have mask in my car, I have mask in my purse. So nobody's following the right procedures. And actually the cloth mask I, ended up I beg to differ. You say nobody means. I don't know what nobody means. Because I, I did. You know, the majority. I don't know. I don't how do you how do you know the majority? How do you know that? It's anecdotal, but as you can see with your eyes, those who have eyes to see, let them Harry, see. you don't go anywhere. What are you talking about? I do go, I do go places, Babs. I, I, of course I go out. And how come you're the only one that's always seeing all the things? Because I, I, I see people. <laughs> I'm actually paying attention. I go, oh, there goes her mask. She oh, just touched Lord it. Lord have mercy. Okay. You can ask Karen. I go, oh, that mask is no good. Well, I still feel like um, the mask was still a good a good tool that everybody could get their hands on. It wasn't some hard thing. It's crazy. People ask me for masks because they know, I, I. first of all, I have a stash of masks. People ask me for masks and then they walk around with it on their chin. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. So... Whatever, yeah. or or people have these nice fancy little chains that they put on their mask to hold it, so like it, it drops to their chest. Mm-hmm. 
None of that is sanitary. So whatever. Whatever. I still you, think it's better it than nothing. Thing. I still think it's I still think it's a tool that every person can sort of get behind. I do. I, I, know, I still I think try... that's better than nothing. I still think to do something is better than to do nothing and to just at least not make an effort. I think making an effort is still still good. I tried to explain that to Paul. He needs to buy N95s and just keep them stocked here. They'll give him, they're giving them away in places. No, I know. You just got to go where they're giving away. They've been giving them away periodically. I, just, uh, I don't have any problem with people, other people wearing it. To each his own. Oh, I think Paul, I mean, uh, Tom was at the monkeypox press conference. Yeah, that was this morning. Yeah, you gotta ask those. You gotta ask the hard questions over there. You know. Yeah, what? Uh, I, I don't know what hard questions there are to ask about the monkeypox. They they don't know about the mutation and why it's happening. They're hesitant to say certain things. So it's just. I mean, I, I prefer that they wait and figure it out myself instead of telling me something and then changing it next week so well i don't i don't what's the problem with that and you as the information comes in you it changes i don't need anything concrete just I yet know. i need i need just keep me up keep me updated so i know how to move so i know how to adjust yeah, myself yeah, keep me updated you know i don't i don't you know it's it's a it's an ever-evolving thing that's how science is i'm just grateful that people are working on it I'm just grateful that people, you know, are just like, okay, we, we're watching this thing. This is what it's doing and keeping us updated. Are we talking about political science? No, we're talking about regular <laughs> science. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't. I Which don't. science? When they say the science. Is it Harry, science? stop that. What do you mean science? What do you is mean which science? science? Are you talking about antiviral science? Are you talking you about see, that's those that's totally different. I, I listen now, to why? the why you said science, and so I'm talking about science the doc- I know. I listen to the doctors who are actually not, you know, uh being echo chambers and actually talking about the science. Well, Harry, you know what? That works for you. You like to live in that but, world or whatever that but is. But not um or whatever that information. Not politicians who are gonna tell me things. Yeah, well. Okay, you don't got to listen to politicians. Listen, there's a lot of people like you in the world. There's a lot, lot. you know, who just, I don't know. I don't, whatever. You just sit in that space. That's fine. But for those of us. Take up space. I'll take up a lot of space. For those of us who like like our information truthful and real. Truthful and real. We got to go a different way. That's all right. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's all right. You go you go your own way. And take take the information that you need. That's I mean, you know, that's so all, that's all any, you heard? That's all anybody could do. Well shit, he's eighty something years old. About time. Way past this prime, right? So. No, I don't think so. I think that, that man has so much intelligence and so much knowledge. Yeah, he does. I don't think he should I think people should retire when they feel like retiring. So you know, whether yeah. it's the Supreme Court justice or Dr. Fauci or 
or presidents of universities I don't know about the Supreme or Court justice. I think they should retire much earlier. They shouldn't have lifetime. For me, I don't think they should have lifetime positions. Um, right. Personally, who gets I, a lifetime I, I position? Know. Who gets a lifetime position in anything? Well, I mean, you do if you're married. It's a lifetime position. Oh, that's a... If you do, if you're breathing, you're a lifetime human. But <laughs> you, you have no expiration date unless it's your time to die. So you. I, I think that, you know, for, for public office, I think there should always be an expiration date. Okay. Well, write your congressman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right, I mean, write your congressman yeah, but, and say this is how I feel. But I also want it for the Congress. Also, I I think there should there shouldn't be you shouldn't be a senator for forty five years. Well, you, you know should. what? I, this is what you do. You gather people. You start a petition. You hold some rallies. Oh, you hold some information sessions. And that's how you move it. You create an agenda and you move it. That's what you do. I mean, if that's how you feel, then, yeah. then act on it. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, people who feel I'm, the same way you do. Go join them. I, I'm and, sure, yeah. I'm sure the Congress is going to vote to eliminate their position, <laughs> you know, put expiration dates on their jobs. I don't I don't think they would mind it if they if they if they if people were serious and credible. You know, if it was serious and credible, they'd have no choice but to consumer consider yeah. it. You know what, Paul, next time you talk to Chris Murphy, you ask him if he thinks there should be term limits on his job and also Blumenthal and all these guys who stay there forever, forever, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, these guys are way too old and been there way too long and they need but to. But if it's the will of their constituents, if it's the will of their constituents, who who who's to say you don't vote in none of those none of those districts? Now you yeah, cannot vote. Right. You cannot vote for Blumenthal. You cannot no. vote for Chris Murphy. That's your that's your Correct. choice. If you feel like they are in office too long, exercise your right to vote and Correct. don't vote for them. Correct. That's it. Because everything else is just I don't. Yeah, I I, I that's the one thing wanna my rights that I really enjoy exercising my right to vote. And I do that all the time. That's the foundation of democracy. Yep. That's one of the foundations of democracy. So the right to vote, you know what the other foundation is the right to protest. That's the other foundation of Mm -hmm. democracy and freedom of speech is the other foundation of democracy, you know, and freedom to, to believe, to, to, to choose the religion that suits you. That's another foundation of democracy, you know. And freedom not to choose the religion. And the, and well, it doesn't matter the, the freedom to choose or not to choose. The people. And the other other the other pillar of democracy is you know the right to happiness, to the the pursuit of happiness. That's it. The pursuit of happiness. That's so. yeah. That's the number one right there. That's the American dream. So, you know. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever that is. I I don't know if it's the American dream. I know it is the foundation of this experiment called democracy. You know, I I, I look good on YouTube. All right. <laughs> I'm looking at myself on the big screen over here. Okay, I'm, you got all your new toys. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I guess I I guess I'll see it when I come in next week or the week after. 
because we we pundits are back uh, that first week of August. Yes, who's back? Oh, you know what? I have a jury duty in August. When? Oof, I gotta go and find it because I moved it because, uh, yeah, I think it's Paul. Just had one day. Something. You got to do one day, one day of voir dire, and if you get picked for a trial, that usually because there's such a backlog, so they're doing these. You get picked for like one or two day trials or things. Because I I got kicked off because I knew the I knew the case, so I was like, all right, I made it all the way to voir dire, and then they're like, does anybody know these people in this case? I do. Okay, you can be excused. Anyway. I tell them my fa- one of my favorite movies is uh, 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Um, so I look forward to being locked in a room, you know, deliberating. And I, I, That's what you just, tell them? <laughs> yeah. And they go, yeah, this guy's no good. See? <laughs> and you look, I, I'm not a rubber stamp, so I'm the perfect juror. Right, I'm not a rubber stamp, and I'm a contrarian, so I'm always going to look at the other side. Mm-hmm. I think I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't choose me. Well, you know, they have their criteria. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh man, this is a two day <laughs> trial. We don't uh, want a thirty day trial for you. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd pick you either, but. Yeah, I, I would. Know. I would definitely. Pick I don't know if we had a lot of time. Okay, but if we don't have a, oof. Uh, I would definitely pick would me. Pick There's a bear problem in Hamden. There's a bear problem everywhere. What is with these bears? We have a lot of bears gave birth. A lot of. Bears. Oh, I know. I wanted to tell you before we go, Harry. This woman was camping out in the Midwest with her friends, and I think her husband. Her husband went and stayed in the hotel because he was like, I don't want to do this. A bear was in their camp. A bear was in their camp, and they scared the bear away, her and her friends. You know, the bear came back an hour later and killed her. And they offered her a hotel. They're like, you want to stay in a hotel? She's like, no. Went back to sleep. The bear came and killed her. Her friends couldn't do nothing. They tried, but they couldn't do nothing. So the bear broke her neck, her back. See, Harry, I think you cannot be messing around in these woods. I think if I saw a bear, I'm packing my stuff and I'm going. Do you know what I mean? It's just that simple for me. Well, you see, you, you're anti-bear or something. I would go and pet it, Beth. You know? <laughs> okay, I'm going now. <laughs> I mean, Harry, that's what you... That's what anybody you that knows Harry Jones knows damn well. <laughs> Harry Jones is not petting a bear, dead or alive. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. I know Harry Jones is not pet. You know what? Let me go ahead. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Y'all listen to Harry Jones if you want to. Y'all know damn well. First of all, that poor bear would have to get fabuloso and sprayed and all kinds, nails clipped, everything. <laughs> the bear the bear would have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the bear would be like, I'm not, it's not worth it. <laughs> The bear's no, like, but, is that Harry Drills? Oh, damn, I'm out of well, here. <laughs> you know what? The bear wouldn't have a problem because I'm going to stay the hell away from any wild animal. I don't care what it is. I see a fox. I go into my car. I see a, a um, possum. A possum would 
I, I go straight into my car, especially rodents. Those are the scariest things alive. <laughs> I just always picture it on my face. Oh, a squirrel, a rat, or a oh, possum just God, jumping on my face. And I, I don't know what that fear is about. I don't <laughs> Well, I don't know, I, I don't I, know I, how many YouTube videos you've ever seen. If no, even I told you, exist. I had a co- I had a coworker who the squirrel jumped on his face, <laughs> and I didn't help him or nothing. A lady helped him. I was just like in shock, and I feel that way still to this day. <laughs> I see a squirrel, and it scares me. And I think you know, like they oh. say, bugs smell fear. I think oh the squirrels smell fear on me. Oh my god, I'm going. We have to go because you are <laughs> ridiculous. Oh my god, it's like I just watched. I couldn't do. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, I ain't helping you if you <laughs> you get jumped by a squirrel or something. You're out of luck. I'll help you if it's a pit bull, not a squirrel. <laughs> oh my god! All right, that just <laughs> I will laugh about that all day. <laughs> All right, people. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Harry Jones is crazy as hell. <laughs> just, just so y'all know. Squirrel on the face. Bye, Harry. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Love Babs Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM. Your home for community radio. See ya. Oh, you forgot to mention Rosa Delora, too. <laughs> What was that? Rosa DeLauro, too. She's been in the office a long time, too. Mm. So I'm just saying.